welcome to the Deep Roots Podcast. My name is Lance Enerson, and it is my mission to help heal your human beingship through physiotherapy, breath, movement, and discomfort. Welcome back to the show, guys. I'm excited to share something with you that I actually posted about on Saturday on Instagram, and it was a post that had some circles that eventually they get smaller and smaller and it starts with awareness and works into control. And the idea with this is to actually make a breath practice a reality for you in your fitness and in your pursuit of health. Because a lot of times when we talk about something like breath, and it's, it's really anything in fitness, something that is is really, really niche that um, people feel like it needs to be a panacea, that it needs to be something that fixes all of their problems and that it's the only thing that people should be doing, right? It's like, okay, we're just going to have you do all this breath work and it's going to make you better at everything. And that's just not the case. And it's the same thing with yoga, right? Yoga is not going to solve all of your problems. It might help you a lot with um, some mental and emotional things, help you with some mobility and, and uh, creating a good breath practice. Like it's going to do some things for you, but it's not going to do everything. Same with, you know, building strength. It's going to have huge, you know, awesome repercussions for you in your life, in the gym, out of the gym, in competition, you know, all of those things, but it's not going to solve all of your problems. And so that, that's what I want to talk about essentially with the breath today, because it doesn't solve all of your problems and, and it never will. But what it does do is it gives you better control, a more, more fine control on the adaptations that you're chasing during your training. And so it acts as uh, a steering wheel more or less for you to make sure that you're not spinning your wheels as you're going around, you know, training. If you're training for uh, an event, whether it's a triathlon or an Olympic weightlifting competition or um, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition, it helps you to get the most bang for your buck so that you're actually getting a sizable return on your investment of energy of time and of effort what we're going to do now is we're going to break this into essentially four categories awareness observation leverage and control and after we break that down what i'm going to do is wrap it all back together for you to so you can see what it actually should look like and what it, it would feel like to be incorporating the breath in an intentional way into your performance and, and not just you know ending up being some monk sitting on the top of a mountain somewhere meditating for four hours a day focusing on your breath because let's be honest that might be cool for like three days but it's it's not practical right it's not actually going to be moving you a long ways in in the direction of your goals and in terms of performance so we're going to make this realistic and we're going to make this actually usable for you in your fitness okay so first of all we have awareness and awareness of your breath is just just acknowledging the fact that your breath is playing a role in the way that you feel and perform, right? And and this is what at the the very base of of the issue with with a breath work and with a breath practice because without this awareness then nothing else makes sense you have to have this foundation of like okay when i feel a certain way you know if i'm you know if i'm if i have a high level of arousal because i'm competing really hard uh or you know that i'm in a romantic situation and i have feel a certain way that my breathing is it's going to be different 
right? It's going to be different from uh, if I'm in an argument with somebody that I really detest versus talking to a loved one, right? Like there's there's going to be a big difference in, and that awareness of seeing that your physiology is manifesting itself in your breathing and it also bleeds over into your mental and emotional state is the fundamental um, premise that you have to have before embarking on a breath practice for for any reason but especially for performance because you only have a finite amount of time you only have a finite amount of energy that you can invest in improving your strength your speed your um, your your prowess in whatever sport that, that you're working on you only have so much of that and so if you're not using that time if you're not using that that uh, those resources that you have in in an efficient way, then it just doesn't feel right and you're never going to stay uh, consistent with it. So you have to have that awareness first. The second thing is observation. So this is essentially awareness with intention and it's taking a step back and creating space so that you can see the give and take between your breathing and the activities that you love of actually recognizing okay this is the way that i breathe when i'm performing really well this is the way that i breathe when my performance starts to break down and this is how it makes me feel Right, so I had a really cool experience with this uh, when I was biking. I was downhill mountain biking uh, two days ago, and I have th- this kind of funky shoulder thing that is—it's basically—it's a thoracic outlet syndrome, essentially. That the the nerves and uh, some of the vasculature that go into my right arm, there's just not a ton of space underneath my collarbone and so if i get to where my breathing is really high up in my chest to where it's elevating a lot i start to get pain in my neck and in my shoulder and down my arm a little bit and that happens it's purely mechanical right like it it doesn't happen if i breathe if my mechanics are, are good but what happened is i i hadn't been biking in a while you know it's finished like I just graduated uh, with my doctor of physical therapy and so this last year I was out on my clinical affiliations and I hadn't been biking like seriously biking in about a year and so you know you get off the lift and you're flying down you're flying down the mountain and you know I I was a little rusty and it it was a a little scary on those first couple runs and I was breathing pretty hard and I noticed like okay I got this little bit of pain in my shoulder and I had that pain in my shoulder and I instantly recognized that my breathing was up in my neck and in my shoulders rather than being down lower in my body and uh, I was also breathing out of my mouth so it's like just like this perfect storm of like hey you're the breathing guy and you're literally doing everything that makes uh, breathing uncomfortable and inefficient and so what I did is I just shifted my breathing down a little bit lower in my body right like I'm not taking these huge um, like diaphragmatic breaths because you're gonna I gotta be bracing and stuff I gotta be I'm moving dynamically so like mechanics can't always be 100% on point according to the activity that, that you're doing but I improved them and I started breathing through my nose and it was literally like three breaths and it was gone. 
like shoulder felt fine. And this was done like on, on the fly. Right. So it's kind of getting ahead of myself, but that that's where it comes in with the control thing at the end of being able to do these things on the fly and, and to have it, um, help you in your training and in your competition. But I had that level of awareness. I was able to observe, Hey, I'm breathing this way and it is affecting my performance in this way. Make some adjustments. Boom felt better and it was great had an awesome rest of the day and 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 i loved it so that that's your observation right it's like i said it's like the it's like awareness on steroids because you are doing it with intention you're creating that space you're doing the homework essentially of what needs to be done so that you can gather the data to actually start incorporating changes into your breathing, into your training and improving your performance. The next thing is leverage. We have to start leveraging this connection that we have between our mind, between and our body, that cognitive bridge, um, between breathing and everything that we're doing. And to do that, we have to start manipulating the way that we're breathing, right? So I knew in that same example with, you know, my shoulder pain and and mountain biking, I knew that if I was going to be breathing through my mouth, that I'm going to be dumping a whole bunch of CO2. And that's going to be affecting the way that the circulation works. That's going to be affecting the dilation of, you know, blood vessels. That's going to be affecting uh, a lot of cognitive things as well in, in my nervous system. It's like, all right, okay, I'm going to leverage this. I'm going to manipulate the way that I'm breathing so that I calm myself down and I calm myself down. Uh, you know, neurologically, like, Hey, this is cool. Like you're doing fine. Nothing bad is happening. And, and it went away. Right. So that's, that's leveraging the intention that you put into the observation, into the homework that you are doing on the front end. And it doesn't just have to be that you're calming yourself down. It might be that you're hyping yourself up. Right. So another example for me, I, when I was born, I was deaf. Right, I was deaf for I don't even know how long I was deaf for. It was, it was a couple of years, I believe, because um, I I had holes in both my eardrums when I was born because I had strep in my ears. I didn't even know that was a thing, but I had strep in my ears and it had eaten a hole through both of my eardrums. So I was ninety six percent deaf, and so I had some surgeries and stuff, and um, I don't remember a ton from that, but my my nervous system definitely got wired to be developed in a very quiet world. And so for me, I have to, I can listen to uh, you know a song that I really like, just turn it up pretty loud, listen to two or three bars of that. And I can have, you know, maybe 10 seconds of you know, some accelerated breathing. I'm breathing really deep and pretty quickly. And my nervous system is ramped up 100% to where I can I can deal, I can cope, I can be in a state to compete because, you know, I've, I've done that kind of like that homework on, on the back end of like, I know that sound affects me, that it gets me into a high arousal state really quickly. And I also know that if I increase the rate and depth of my breathing really quickly, that boom, like I am in a state to compete. I'm in a state to be able to deal with a lot of stressors okay so we can you can leverage 
you leverage the data that you gather from the observation and you do that with intention, right? It's not just like, all right, I'm going to just do all the things. I'm going to do every single breathing and meditation and warm up and mobilization technique that I've ever seen on Instagram. And it's going to be great right? I mean, it's not the shotgun approach. It's not throwing everything at it and hoping that it sticks because you've done the homework on the front end. And last of all, we have control. And control is when this whole thing, this this whole ball of wax, everything becomes automatic, that you're not having to you know, necessarily run the numbers, but that you're able to feel where you're at and you can see where you're going and you can automatically build the bridge underneath your feet to get there. That's that's what control is about. And you're able to do that because with your breath, with the homework that you've done in the observation, with all of the intention that you've put into this, you are able to do this on the fly. And that's what I was able to do with my shoulder thing when I, I when I was biking, right? I, I knew that that breathing in that way was going to cause issues. And I knew that breathing in a different way was going to solve the problem so that I could enjoy my time biking, right? Like it's like mountain biking for me, it's not, it's not a competitive thing. It's one of the few things for me that I don't feel like I need to excel at it to a point to where I could compete if I wanted to. Like I have zero desire to compete and I just love to go. And I love to be up in the mountains. I love to just fly down the hill. I love to go fast. I love being terrified that, uh, that like I might break something. Like I just, I enjoy the feeling of being there and I wanted to keep enjoying that and so I needed my shoulder to feel better and I made an adjustment on the fly right I made that adjustment when I was going like 40 miles an hour down the mountain and it wasn't something that I had to devote any mental any cognitive power towards it that was going to distract me from making the next turn or you know going over the next jump because like I was, I was good. It was automatic. And that's, that's how this whole breathwork thing ties into actually performing and doing the things that you want to do. So like that, that sounds pretty cool. I mean, in my opinion, it sounds pretty cool, right? That's why I'm talking about it. Uh, but it also sounds like it's really difficult. It sounds like you're going to be running experiments on yourself all day, every day for months on end so that you are able to understand the way that you feel and understand the way that you're reacting to different situations. And then you're going to be training nothing but your breath for an hour every day and then you finally go to the gym and you you do your workouts and and then you finally go and you compete right but that's not the way that it works i mean it's there's a a lot less to it in terms of how involved you are in the process. So let's actually talk about what this process looks like because it's one thing to have a snazzy uh, Instagram infographic but it's also 
very different to have something that's actually applicable to the thing that you're doing, to the performance that you're seeking. So first of all, you have to start out with some sort of intentional practice to build your base. And this is going to depend a lot on your goals. If you just want to improve your breathing and have more awareness of it so that you can be better at CrossFit or you can be better at jujitsu or you can be better at mountain biking, you know, one of those things, it's not going to take a lot for you to build that base. It might take a few weeks of working for, you know, five, 10 minutes, you know, two or three times a week of working on your mechanics, of dialing that in and just really being aware of setting an an intention before you train and before you compete of how you're breathing, right? Uh, So if it's an enduro race and you're like, you're going down the hill and you're like, oh man, I am just not feeling great. I'm not feeling confident about this, even though I've reviewed this course, I've, I've rode this portion of, of the course a bunch of times. I just am not confident in it. I'm not feeling good. Pay attention to the way that you're breathing. You know, if you keep um, getting submitted in, in a certain position, pay attention to the way that you're breathing. If you keep gassing out on your thrusters, pay attention to the way that you're breathing. That's really what it is here is that you're just building a base of awareness. And then on top of that, you can work on your CO2 tolerance, you know, of just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do an apnea table, right? If you're just sitting here watching TV, you can turn on, you can open up the stamina app and work on your apnea while you're sitting here. It's not like you're ha- you don't have to uh, carve out half of your day to start building that base. It's really, really simple. The next thing is just that you start sprinkling in some performance work, right? So once you start to realize the things that you're struggling with, you work on them, right? It's not rocket science. You notice that you have terrible CO2 tolerance after you do the CO2 tolerance test, which takes you 20 seconds to do. And so you start working on your CO2 tolerance. You do some apnea work at, during uh, during your warm up or at the end of your workouts. You pay attention to the way that you're breathing and downregulate your nervous system, which is gonna take like 30 seconds at the end of your workout and you also pay attention to the way that you're breathing when you're doing your activity just like I said before right you're like okay I wasn't doing good when I was doing this thing I'm gonna play with the way that I'm breathing just a little bit maybe I'm gonna breathe out of my nose more maybe I'm going to slow my breathing down maybe I'm going to speed it up right you just play with it you have 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 them some freedom there and experiment with the way that you breathe and the way that you feel. That's all you gotta do. And then after that, it's just tweaking your program and doing it with some intention, right? You don't have to be the breath guru for this to have a huge impact in the way that you compete and in the way that you perform. All you have to do is do the homework of the observation on the front end and you can make those small changes in your program on the back end. That might be like, okay, I on my power day, when I'm uh, doing sprints, like when I'm working on, on climbs, you know, like if, if you're a cyclist, I'm going to do five apnea climbs at the beginning of my training every time I'm working on that thing when I'm working on power output. It might be that I'm going to do 
seven rounds of box breathing at the end of my workout every day because I need to downregulate my nervous system so that I can sleep better. It might be that I'm going to do a little bit of paced breathing in the middle of my, my, the pieces of my workout between my strength and my Metcon piece so that I can make sure that I stay on top of my nervous system so that I am in control and it's not my head getting in front of the work that I need to do because I keep telling myself that I'm tired when I have a lot more left to give, right? It's just adding in these little tweaks that help you to course correct so that you can actually always be heading towards your goal and get that return on the investment of your time and your energy. Because your time your time and your energy, those are your greatest assets. You know, it's the most valuable thing that you possess as far as doing great things with your life. So you might as well make sure that you're getting everything out of it that you're investing in the gym so that when you go out and compete that that you can make yourself proud make the people that you care about proud because you will see the fruit of your labors so much more easily just from a little tweak of the way that you're breathing a little bit of intention and you'll be amazed at how much more you're able to bring to the table And if that sounds too daunting for you to be able to, you know, find that awareness, make those observations uh, and start leveraging those things for yourself and making those tweaks, then find a coach that is able to help you to do that. Find a coach that understands the fundamental basics of, you know, of of physiology and, and of the breath so that they can help you to get that that steering wheel back in your hands to make sure that you're always pointed towards your goals. If there's not somebody around you that you trust that you can work with in person, then hit me up, let me know. I would be glad to help you out. If you just need a few tweaks, just shoot me a message on Instagram. We'll talk, right? We'll, we'll talk about the things that, that you need to do, the things that you can do, and I'll send you on your way. If you need a program, if you need more in-depth work uh, with a coach working together for a longer period of time, I'm there, right? I will help you to do that. But you have to start. You have to get going on that today because if not, you're going to be spinning your wheels much, much more than you ever need to when you're training and when you're competing. And that is all I have for you today. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation about the breath and how you can actually integrate it into your training to improve your performance. If you have any questions, don't be afraid to reach out. And I would appreciate it if you would share this podcast with at least one person that you know, one person that could benefit from this in improving their performance and their overall well-being. And if you'd be so kind to leave me a review on iTunes or Stitcher, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to your podcast so they can get this message out to more people and empowering more people to heal their human beingship and using their breath and getting back to basic fundamental principles that will improve their performance. And I hope that you have an awesome rest of your day.